Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Housing Information You Can Trust. We're here for the next three hours with the Inside Outside Guys. My name is Ken Cowerly. I am the Outside Guy. Good morning, Chuck Breidenstein, the Inside Guy. And you know what? Are we deceiving people when we say it's just you and me? Because the reality is it's you and me and all the experts we know in the industry. The team, the team, the team, right? It it really is. (laughs) Yeah, to use Paul W.'s words. Um, but it really is. I'm thinking, you know, from 12 to 1, we're going to be with Dale King at FSM. Yep. And we're relying on his expertise in foundation repair. At 1030, Rob Lowry from Motor City Floors and Coatings is calling in and rely on his expertise, you know. In- let's, let's be honest, Chuck. <laughs> all right, this is for everyone listening <laughs> to us right now. Even between Chuck and I, we can't retain all the information that comes in all the time. That's well, it's such a broad and deep industry. You know, I always, I always wonder if, if my information is broad and shallow or if it's not broad but deep. <laughs> and the reality is there's, you just never know it all in this industry. You're Anybody right. that ever says they do is lying. It's constantly changing. Oh, I mean, when we man. sit down with, like yeah. yesterday, CNC, heating and air conditioning, Hearing about the new kind of uh, variable speeds and yeah. equipment that they're installing, you know, they're now doing um, uh, duct cleaning. They just, it's constantly changing, and we have to try to keep up with all. And of how it. it's done, it's interesting because we talked about the ECM motors, which are dual stage motors. Yes. Years ago, uh, that actually you wire them to AC current, but they run on DC current, so they run cheaper and you can run them longer. You can do the thing you and I talk about, run them all the time. Right. Well, we had an email from somebody that says, there's no return on investment on buying a 95% of, uh, furnace and all this stuff. And you and I have said for years, if you got an 80, replace it with an 80. Yeah. But yep. it's going to come with an ECM motor. Uh, that's automatic because that's what the manufacturers are doing. Yep. So you automatically will get a motor upgrade in that uh, 80% efficient furnace. Uh, so, yeah, we got yelled at verbally about well, this. And we've we've never said buy the highest efficiency. We have never said that. You're right. You're right. However, certain houses perform better with the higher efficiency of furnace, furnaces, bottom line. Smaller houses may do better with an 80% furnace. Exactly. But that's why we bring the experts like Jim and Dana from CNC exactly. to talk about all this stuff because it – it's really important. We want to educate you. Chuck and I, we, our mission is to make the process between contractor and homeowner easier. That's why we're here. That's why we keep bringing you housing information yeah. you can trust. And if you hear it, if you've listened to us once and you hear it on uh, on Saturday or Sunday, but you haven't listened to us for, for this almost, well, 15 and a half years now that we've been on air, then you haven't heard everything we've got to say. So be cautious about giving us any grief about a stand we take <laughs> truly you are you are so right and you and i i mean there are things you and i have different opinions about out there and and neither one of us are wrong it's just different opinions the uh i also want to throw something out because the word sustainability i am so sick of every single person and company you hear we are interested in sustainability and we are you know and it's like one of the largest companies in America advertises constantly about having a zero-carbon footprint or something like that. And you can look it up online. They don't. They can't. What they do is they buy carbon credits from co- smaller companies that are more efficient than they are, and they're allowed then to say they are not creating carbon because they're buying someone else's carbonless footprint for cash. It's 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 a really... 
we saw this in the housing industry when we were doing the energy codes and the code compliance, you know, where uh, you could take, I found after several years I became a cynic because I found that any product could qualify as energy efficient if you pull one little tidbit out of it and ignore the rest. Yep, yep, I agree. Do you remember when we first oh, came on the gosh. air? I believe it was one of the big SUVs. I don't want to mention the name. Oh. was Motor Trend's Car of the Year. Yeah. Uh, efficiency and um, right. Green carbon car. footprint. Yeah. 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 And we both said, how much did they pay for that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do remember that now that you say it. And I just want to throw that out there because when at the end of the day, you've got to depend on your own intelligence. Uh, it was interesting. Today more than ever. In today's day, today more, more than, than ever. Because yeah. you're going to be deceived. Um we were talking to Jared Beauchamp yesterday, and he mentioned something you and I have said for years, that very, very little of what we think is getting recycled actually ever gets recycled. Right. There just isn't any money in it, and I don't know how there ever will be, quite frankly. There won't be. Yeah. There won't be. But they've got us all conned into thinking that, you know, if you put it in that whatever green bin, it's going to all get recycled and it's going to be good for Mother Earth. Give everybody a warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> feels better because they, they think they did it. And then they get in their car and it, and and it, it ain't. It, yeah. it ain't. You, know? <laughs> you and I are not going to solve those problems anytime no. soon. But uh, I had I, to mention it because I am so sick of that word. I agree with you. I agree with you. We've had some nice thunderstorms over the last couple of weeks. Oh, and when wonderful. that happens, we get a lot of calls for basement or a lot of emails for basements and a lot of emails for standby generators. Boy, we do. We do. <laughs> we and do. if you're on the far west side, if you're down the river, anywhere like that, one of the companies we refer all the time is Mike Bratcher and Bratcher Electric. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Want to give out the phone number if you have any questions. 800-859-0957. 859-0957. Plug that into your phone under Call the Guys or The Guys or, right, WJR The Guys. <laughs> That's about as sophisticated as I get. So, so Chuck, I, I kind of realized this week that I, I, I'm not as successful as I thought I was. <laughs> This ought to be good. <laughs> you always say that. You always say that. I was looking through pictures, and I saw pictures of Grandpa, and I saw pictures of Dad, both in their workshop. And by the time they are my age, they accumulated so many more coffee cans full of nuts and bolts than I ever did. Really? Yes. You don't have They those? had them all screwed up. Remember in the old days I where do. they had them on, on the... You used to use baby food jars. Exactly. You would secure the lid to a board. Stuff. I need to get on my game. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I've got a tray that I've thrown that miscellaneous hardware into. Oh, yeah. I mean, screws and bolts, right? That's what it is. Toggles for years. And I can't tell you the times I've gone to that to try to find a piece. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you. And be honest, because I know you always are. How many junk dwarfs do you have in your home? <laughs> Two. Two. I actually got okay. into one when my wife was gone a few weeks ago, and I probably threw two thirds of what was in there out, yeah. and and not because she wouldn't have agreed with me, I, and I would admit if she wouldn't have, but it was it was like chargers from stuff we no longer own, right. or you right. know, a booklet from an appliance that we don't have anymore, or whatever. But we've got two. So you have two designated junk dwarves, but you have other dwarves with junk in them. Hmm. 
We don't have a lot of drawers, you know. I was I was just trying to think of that. The most drawers in a single location are probably our master bath, and I never go in my wife's, so I cannot speak to that. She's got four of her own, and I've got four of mine. And I know in mine, three of them are dedicated to family stuff, cough and cold remedies. Yeah, right. I'm right. trying to think band-aids, you know. Yep. So not a lot. I think we have... We got a lot of probably junk in the, probably the house. one in each one of the main rooms in our dining room and our living room. We have junk drawers, but I'm like you. I have one on my top drawer of my dresser, but once a year I take it, I dump it out, I clean it, I put it back because it. Good I man. come in from work, I grab my change, I put everything in there. And I throw that in a jar. Yeah, <laughs> and then I give it to one of the kids the every year. I'm trying to think. You know, that was a good question. Yeah, good question. Just, just thinking. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Give us a call. Let's talk to Mike in Harrison Township. Good morning, Mike. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Yeah, I was just telling your uh, screen caller. I've got a strip of asphalt alongside of my house that it's pretty pitted and stuff, but uh, I can't really afford to have it all tore out and redone by a company. And I was looking into those. uh, You could buy those patch bags at Home Depot or some. But then I was reading some of the reviews on those. Some of them never really set up, and you know they they don't get hard. And I'm just wondering what kind of options are available out there. Here's here's what you're talking about. When the asphalt originally went down on your property, your your driveway, it was hot. It was really hot. And then these patches was called a cold patch, and it's just a cold application. And it's very hard for them to to bind to adhere and, and to adhere yeah. and bind in any way. And when it, now is this at the edge of the driveways or is it more in the middle of the driveway? It's well, it's a lot. It's like kind of a sidewalk alongside the house. Yeah, you know, the driveway okay. itself. Okay. The way my house sits. You know, and what I was one I was thinking was, uh, can you rent like a, a heated trailer? You know, like uh, from an asphalt company with uh, the hot asphalt. Not that you we know. know that just, Plus, you're going to have to compact it. And, right. And I mean, that takes other equipment. If that was mine and it's a walkway, it's a light traffic, light duty application, I would put a good caulk in all the cracks and then buy just a good um, pigment-heavy sealer like you'd use on an asphalt driveway and apply that because that will cure and dry such that you're not going to walk on it and worry about getting it on your shoes and carrying it in the house. One of the reasons I asked... It's pretty pitted. That's why I was, you know... Uh, yeah, pit, pitted for asphalt and pitted for concrete, very hard to patch that. If it's if it's holes, big holes, yeah, you can patch that. Um, Chuck was saying the cracks, you can seal the cracks, but pitted, it's really tough to put anything over top of that that will last in the environment that we live in. All right, because, yeah, I, like I said, the one thought I had was, you know, I don't know if you could rent uh, heated, yeah, like they haul around uh, road crews and, Sure, but that's not going to fix roller, roller, and I could roll it out. Because yeah, what I no. also have to try to do with it is I got to try to give it a, a bit of a, a slant so it doesn't rain. You know, when it rains, it's not going back to my house. Mike, for for all that you're trying to do there, you'd probably just be better off pouring new. I think you're going to run too much uh, too much headache, and you're putting a bandit or bandit on a bullet wound because. Trying to put something on top of an existing walkway. You have other things to consider. Are you now going to have a step at the end of that walkway off the driveway? Is the step to the porch going to be shorter or higher at that point? 
So I, no, I think no, any, it, anything you patch is going to not last in our well, environment. The problem with having somebody else do it is, you know, it's only about, about five by, I'd say, 30, 35. So trying to find somebody to come out for something that small, I was having trouble last year looking for somebody. Yeah, because most, even if you do it in concrete, everyone's going to have a minimum charge to come out. Um, right. As far as asphalt, it's going to be more of a minimum charge for a job that small because the the fees that they've got to incur just to mobilize their crews and get everything out there. The equipment. You know, we'll put a, a couple of, when we get back in break, I'll mention a couple of names of a couple of materials that you can go take a look at and th- see if that will help you. A performance pay patch is what I'm thinking of, Chuck. So we'll, we'll uh, talk about that when we get back from break. In the meantime, if you need concrete work, you need new driveway work, chimney work, porch work, Whatever it may be, for all your brick and concrete needs, call Brickworks at 877-MASONRY. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. We want to give out a a contact and and phone number for a company that might help Mike from Harrison Township with his asphalt patch problem. Yeah, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Craig Jones, owns a company called Performance Pave Patch. And it says right here on the website, permanent concrete and asphalt repair. And it allows you to order right from the website. So the phone number, 800-841-5580. And again, the website number is or the website address is performancepavepatch.com. So anyone who has any concrete or uh, asphalt issues and they want to try to repair them themselves, Check this out. Check this out. Now, if this is like most products in this realm, these repair kits, I want to warn people, once you mix them, be ready to place them. <laughs> so read the directions three times yes. and think and slow down. Yes. The, the stronger repair kits are going to, what we call in the industry, take off right away, which means they're going to start to set up right away. So literally have the area cleaned out, brushed out, ready to go. So literally as you're mixing that, you're pouring it in and finishing it off. And don't worry about it being pretty. Anytime you make any kind of patch, a simple paintbrush, just putting a paintbrush over top will take a lot of trial marks out. You know what's funny too, and you've done enough of this to know, when you finish concrete, your face is 18 inches off the concrete. You're bent over, you're troweling, even with a power trowel, you're close to it because you're edging and right, yes, sir. cutting and doing all that. And no one's ever going to look at it as closely as you are looking at it when you're doing that work. You're right. We walked through the manufacturing plant that had a hard-troweled finish uh, last week, Monday or Tuesday, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And if you look down, you notice the swirls from the trowel. But it was beautiful concrete. It was hard. It wasn't stained because it did a great job of burnishing in, you know, that that paste. But I just looked. Because that's what you and I do, right? Right. right no right. one else is going to look and go, wow, I see a trial mark. <laughs> I've often told people, concrete is the only thing you can get done on your house that is being made as it's being placed. There's nothing else. Everything else gets brought to your house, whether it's brick, drywall, carpeting, wood, yeah. and then it's placed. Mortar and concrete. Mortar, yeah, mortar and concrete, right. So as it's being placed, we, we, you and I have talked about it, man. You're, you're dealing with so many elements as you're pouring that concrete. Then it's the only thing that homeowners can literally <coughs> walk Excuse over, me. look straight down, 
and find every imperfection <laughs> in that job. If you get on your hands and knees with a <laughs> with a magnifying glass, absolutely, you'll see pores, you'll see swirls, you'll see marks. You would, and they're supposed <laughs> to be there. That's why you can well, do it on the highways. What was the what was the line in the <laughs> warranty? Color and texture variation. I remember years ago, Chuck, we we did a condo complex, and it was in November, so it was colder, and we put uh, Visqueen over top and hay. Then we left, came back a couple day I don't know when later, pulled everything up, cleaned everything off, but the concrete was curing blotchy. Sure. Okay. That condo complex kept my money to the following spring to make sure it all matched in color. Oh yeah. So so that following spring <laughs> I'm when sorry that for happened, laughing. I had on my contract um, color and texture variation. We cannot be responsible for the way the concrete cures. I never had that problem again once I put it into the con- contract. Because people try to call me on it, oh. I just pointed to that. Believe me. <laughs> Been there, done that. Oh, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> and that's why, you know, once again, that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, trying to help navigate the process between the homeowner and the contractor. Yeah, it? we're here to help both equally. We won't lie to you about one or the other because uh, we are both. I think right? pe- people enjoy it, Chuck, when we do our, our contract discussions, our how to hire a contractor discussions. I agree. Because we want to... We want to help educate the homeowner and the contractor because in our industry, we all know nobody wants to make that phone call, but the more professional we can help everybody be. And here's something. Here's an example, Chuck. Once you make that phone call, don't take anything, and I mean anything personally. I don't care how good you get to know this person. I don't care if he sits at your dining room table and you give him burgers after they're done with the job. If he says, I can't do that, it's our policy, don't take it personally exactly because it's business it is once you make that phone call it's all business and that has to come first and so many of our our people today not all of them but most of them are niche contractors you're right are specialists which is not unlike the medical industry i always use that analogy because everybody has experienced that i agree with you my general practitioner who i've gone to for 30 years and i went to the guy that owned that he bought the business from before that They used to take blood. They used to do all this stuff right in the office. They don't do that anymore. They refer to a specialist. Right. And and it's just the way it is, and that's kind of the way our industry has gotten. Yeah, we like specialists. It's okay if someone has three or four niche things. Sure. Um, Atlas Home Improvement is a perfect example of that. They've got the gutters. They've got the aging in in place, the walk-in tubs, and they do those things, and they do them Walk-in showers, yeah. Walk-in showers, walk-in tubs. And they do them right. Yeah. They don't. They don't go out of that box. And they have specialists yeah. that run each one of those departments that work in unison with each and other. And you got someone like Bob McComb. Yep. Or uh, Michigan Remodelers. Uh, there's a few of them out there. Uh, Barrier Free Plus. That they will. They are generalists that s- still specialize in a type or, or product, but they can they can do far more for you. Right. I agree. And here's one question that we get quite a bit at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Should I accept subcontractors? And in our industry, people think subcontractors is a bad word. It's not a bad word. Sometimes someone, someone like a, a Bob McComb, Bob McComb builds houses. He does not keep on staff a drywall expert, a painting expert, a roofing expert. He subcontracts all those out. However, Bob McComb is your one contact throughout the entire job. So don't get hung up on whether somebody subcontracts a job or doesn't subcontract a job. All you're really hung up on more than anything else 
is can they do the job? Can they do it on time? Can they do it on budget? Agree, buddy? Yeah, I agree with you, 1,000%. 800-859-0957. Give us a call, 800-8950-WJR. We're here for any and all of your housing questions. And we'll wait to see if Mr. Lowry is going to be able to uh, take some time out of his Sunday to contact us. That's right. Uh, I know I, I'm always grateful when we get one of our owners to call on a Saturday or Sunday because, A, they're working seven days and nights a week, and, B, they have families. <laughs> they, right. have, they have lives. Right. So uh, well, hopefully we'll get Rob to call, and if he doesn't, we'll get him on again at another time, right? I agree with you. I want to remind everybody, next Saturday, the Inside Outside guys are going to be in Detroit in the Rosedale Park neighborhood with Victor's Home Solutions. Victor's is giving away another roof, as they do multiple times a year, to a deserving person. And we're going to be there. Paul W. Smith is going to be there. And once again, it's just a thrill just to be a part of something like that. I agree. I, it truly is. And we look forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. It's always fun to see Paul. It's always fun to see Victor. Right. He's running like crazy. Yes, he is. But it's funny. If we ask him a question, he'll take us and he'll stop. And he'll answer it. I remember when we asked him about the uh, coating, roof coating, roof max. Yep. That, that Victor's Home Solutions can apply to your roof. If it's nearing the end of its effective life, but you, for budgetary reasons, maybe need to get another four or five years out of it, they can inspect it and possibly you know, apply this roof max. And he, remember, he took us, he stopped everything he was doing, and he's busy. Everybody's pulling him like, you know, Mr. Yep. Stretch. Yep. And he took us to the back of the truck where they work on that stuff, and he showed us examples and demonstrated, you know, how it works and why it works the way it does. And, and, and I love an owner like that. Yeah, I agree. And there may be people out there that don't agree with us, guys in the business. But I tell you, I, I've seen it to where literally one shingle they could crack, and 24 hours later, after the process of roof, roof max is applied, they can roll that shingle up. It's amazing. Now, but that's not the only <laughs> thing they do. They also go around and they'll take a look at all your penetrations and your flashing and make sure those are all tight and watertight. Um, but you're right, Chuck, for people who can't afford one right now, it'll buy them some a new roof right now. It will buy them some time to save some money for the roof in the long run. Yeah. So looking forward to that. That'll be Saturday, uh, our normal broadcast time, if I'm not uh, incorrect, right, 10 to noon. Yep. And so we invite everybody to listen to that. Uh, we don't yet. Yeah, I guess everybody does know exactly who won and why they won, and but they'll tell the story. We'll have the owner of the house on with us. Yes, we will. Yep. And, and that'll be that's always almost gut wrenching sometimes to hear, you know, how deserving some of these people are. You know, you're you're absolutely right, and he does such a great job. And you know, what's the saying? Much is given, much is expected, and. Uh, he does a phenomenal job of taking care of that, right? 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. We'll get our vanity number back next week. A few, few technical problems going on out there. Hey, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever. It's, it's, it's a good phone number. You know, you and I, we mentioned yesterday that we had spent some time with the people that started uh, Chet's. Chet's Cleaning. Chet's yeah. Cleaning, the, 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 the Sadowskis. Uh, they are just husband and wife team. Hard working. Now son. They yep. told the story, and now their son, uh, who we originally met at the networking event in Livonia, right? At McFarland's. Oh, Chuck, your memory's getting better. I'm taking pills. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So we wrote an article, I mean, because they impressed us with their vast knowledge about what really constitutes clean in a house. Oh, amen to that. You're right. Didn't they? You're right. They did. I mean, they you did. walk out going, wow, I thought I knew. <laughs> you know, and what I what I see them being good for is the deep clean once a year, once every, twice a year. People, for the most part, are clean. However, if you don't have a maid, you know, like you have a living maid, Chuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, his, his name is Chuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard to remember to do all those things. And then the way they come in and they wash, clean, dry your pillowcases, your outdoor um, cushions. Yeah. They do a phenomenal job in any outdoor cushions you have, but they'll come in and they'll clean your house. So they do like 10,000 of those every spring? Yes. Individual cushions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. If you go and check out their facility, the machinery they have, the what do they call them, the rug beaters that literally will beat your beat the dust out of your rug for hours without harming it before they wash them. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And they talk about we mentioned in the article, uh, most companies that come in and clean your carpets, it's basically a, a two step process. Right. Theirs is like a four. They have like a fourteen step process, part of which uh, they made you and I understand there's this dirt that gets down at the base of your carpet that you don't even know is there. And that needs to be softened using a soluble solution that's safer, you know, the material that it's being applied to before it can be lifted out. Right. And most companies are not going to get that out because they do this two pass process and they're done. Give me a check. You're right. You're right. So it was really cool. And, and you and I, we, it does matter to us in our own homes. Absolutely. Being clean. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And make sure you check that article out that was uh, published last Friday at, at the Detroit News Homestyle section. Um, talks about how to keep your house clean. Talks about what Chets does and how they can help keep your, your home clean. You can also find it at theinsideoutsideguys.com and the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Yeah, baby. And what, what <laughs> also remind everyone, we're going to have a third hour today. Between noon and one, we're going to be talking to Dale King from Foundation Systems of Michigan. Tis the season, eh, buddy? Uh, sadly, it is. The forecast is pretty wet. Yep. And the reality, of course, is that if you've got a, a, a basement that's leaking at all or cracked, it's never going to cure itself. You're right. And one nice thing about FSM, they are associated with a company that is thousands of employees strong throughout the country. Groundworks. Yeah. You're right. So, A, their lifetime transferable warranty is actually backed by a company that's been around and going to be around. Because you mentioned yesterday that whole thing about not being around to enforce the warranty. You're right. You're right. Here's a company that can help mom stay in their house, dad stay in their house comfortably. They can install. They can make your house or your loved one's house easier to maneuver and stay in as they age or they may have had a tragic accident and they need help inside their house. Anywhere from grab rails to a new addition, we want you to call Barrier Free Plus. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. The number is 800-859-0957. Any calls, questions, concerns, we'd love to hear from you in the next, well, a little over an hour, and then from 12 to 1, we're going to be talking with Dale, Dale King at FSM, so that ought to be fun. FSM does more than just foundation repair. They do. They do. They actually 
because there were so many issues and they wanted to help people out with those issues. Yeah. And, um, gutters. Yeah. And they do standby power as well. Yep. And triple uh, security sump pumps. Yeah, you're right. Crawl space encapsulation. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great educational hour. We look forward to it. It's always fun to talk to Dale because he knows what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> it absolutely is, yeah. Yeah, and if he says it, you can take it to the bank, right? You know, uh, we were supposed to be talking to Rob Lowry from uh, Motor City Floors and Coatings, and they were the first company that came to us and said, forget about epoxy forever. Right. And epoxy was the word in concrete coatings prior to that. Remember that? You're that right. wasn't that long ago. It's still, there's still a lot of people pushing the epoxy. I would say pushing the epoxy. The advertise the epoxy. Yeah, the yeah. DIY, too. There are some DIY. Well, I do that myself and save thousands. <laughs> well, be real careful here. <laughs> yeah, that's like building a wood wall compared to a masonry wall. I mean, it's just no. Hey, now. There. Well, you brickheads think that that product's <laughs> always better. Well, I mean, the the polyurea formula that Motor City Floors and Coating. You're never going to get a lifetime warranty on epoxy floor. Not only that, but the way it's put down, it, it's. As a, let's compare it to a do-it-yourself project. You're not going to buy a grinder and grind down your your garage floor before you put the epoxy on. No, it. no, you you're, not, you're absolutely not. <laughs> Motor City Floors and Coatings has the equipment, the trained personnel, the people. They're going to do all that. Right. We actually had somebody call, uh, I guess, email us a while back and say, somebody told me the Motor City doesn't grind down the the, the floor before they put the you know coating on it. We go, well, yeah, they do. They, they grind the finish off. It. Yeah. yeah, they grind the finish off. It's nothing that you're going to be able to feel as you walk over top of it. but They it, do it smoothly and professionally. Right. Yeah. One of the reasons when you finish concrete is the, the last process of a garage floor or a basement floor is you hit it what's called a, a finish hard trowel. And what you're doing is you're locking everything in at that point. Um, nothing can penetrate or should not be able to penetrate it once you put that finish hard trowel in. Yep. And the reason they take it off at Motor City Floors and Coatings is because they want their their process and their product to penetrate just a little. I mean, we're talking microscopically yeah. into the substrate to and grab bind. onto it and bind it and hold exactly. onto it. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they're now giving a lifetime warranty just says it all. I mean, 15 years was unheard of in this industry when they first gave it. People are really starting to um, see the benefits, Chuck, of not having carpeting in their house or even in you know on their property. Well, again, the article Friday. Yeah, yeah. People are putting so much more hardwood floors down, and for basements, Chuck, for all the benefits that that polyurea flora does to a basement, not just make it look beautiful, but block any poss- any possible radon, seals all the way around the edges. The, no more dust in your house because anyone that has a Well, don't con- say no more dust. No, no, hold on. Coming from anyone that has a concrete floor in their basement that is not sealed, guarantee, is getting dust in their house from that floor. Once right. you seal that with the Motor City Floors and Coating product, you will not get any more dust coming from that area. Is that fair to say? Yep, I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> I just want to make sure, yeah, someone goes, I had that floor sealed, and I still have dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it's not from the floor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We yeah. actually had an email this week about that I, I talked about yesterday, and the last idea was buy an electronic air cleaner, a four-stage you know, electronic air cleaner, a four-filter electronic air the cleaner. The problem with the electronic air cleaners, they're extremely efficient. They work really well. They work so well that they get, they need a lot of maintenance. So it's a darned if you do thing and darned if you don't. You got to clean. Oh, the, you mean maintenance that you have to do? Correct. Right. 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 I got you. Yeah, you got to take it out and clean it constantly so it can maintain its efficiency. 
I remember uh, you've met my older brother, Jim, and his wife. Uh, they had bought a brand new home, big, big home. I could put my house in their home. <laughs> and they had two big furnaces, two beautiful, new, big electronic air cleaners. Wow. And he found out neither of them fit in a laundry tub. So in the wintertime, there was no way he could clean those, which is when you most want to be right. able to use them. Right. He literally ended up bypassing both of them and, and doing away with them because he didn't have the time, effort, energy to, to constantly clean them. Because, again, they worked well. But now, was that the old in place of the filter cartridge electronic air cleaners? Or I was that had just both a, in that system. Okay, but you still have to clean the electronic air filter. Yeah, but the, yeah, but you can do that in your kitchen sink. The new ones, the new retrofitter ones. You can with a smaller one. Yeah, you got to yeah. make sure that. But you still have to do it. I agree. Now I used to have a furnace, and that's oh. all it had was the big electronic air filter. So they were like. A briefcase. Yeah. And I remember having to take those upstairs and rinse them off in the sink because that's all we yeah, had. Yeah, his wouldn't then. fit in any sink he had in the house. And really? he used the laundry tub as the example. And I remember going there because he also had two 50-gallon water heaters in that house. And we bypassed one because there were only two people living in the house. They didn't need, you know, to be heating 100 gallons of water. Right. Constantly. But it is interesting. Long story short, um, there's so many options today. Because let's be honest, people, we are not, we as a culture are not good at doing that maintenance on a regular basis. Oh, no doubt. People don't even change their furnace filters You're as right. often as they should. You're right. So they're not going to take out that air, electronic air cleaner and, and clean it. Um, it's just interesting when you start to analyze, you know, what makes sense. And again, they work well. They're great. But. But. Oh, I agree. I agree. But hundred percent, WJR. Give us a call with Eddie and all of your housing questions. But that that um, that floor that is some great new technology that we're we're well behind. Oh, we're we're excited about it. Now you mentioned contracts earlier. Yep. How many people, in your experience, actually read the contract that they're given before they sign it? Read for understanding. I don't even have to guess at that. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> Read for understanding. One out of ten. <laughs> I think you're being generous. I think today. Yeah. I, now that was when I was in the heart of it, five to ten years ago. Okay, and before that, I was in. You know, I spent my career in people's living rooms, but <laughs> they didn't do a lot then. And one of the issues we have today that we didn't have then, not to the extent we have is trying to find a contractor. Yeah. And therefore, it's almost like a mortgage. When you sit down at the table and they hand you every one of those pieces of papers. Good point. If you don't like one of those pieces of papers, you say, I'm not going to sign that. They're going to look at you and say, okay, well, you're not getting the house. Nowadays, you sit in front of a contractor. He says, you need to sign that. I don't like that that paragraph. Contractor's going to say, okay, well, I'm going to move on to someone that's okay with it. Yeah. Your neighbor wants to see me in 20 minutes. I'm exactly. over there. <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately for homeowners, they have to understand in today's environment, they don't have the leverage that they used to have. Is that fair to say? Sure. And that, again, is why homeowners need help navigating the the process. Actually, the time when they've got the greatest leverage is before they sign that contract Amen. and commit to the job. Amen to that. So if you don't exercise it then... You are potentially, ex, you know, exposing yourself to grief, frustration, hair loss, <laughs> it, it's, high blood pressure. It's so so important that you establish a communicative relationship 
right away with the contractor. Is that one of our requisites when we look at a contractor we're going to get behind? Absolutely. See, now here's one of the problems for years that used to happen when it comes to contractors. You call that contractor, he doesn't want to deal with it. He's too busy. He, he, sorry, I, I'm going to move on. He a lot of them they, didn't even have good paperwork. They just right. had a blank sheet that they just kind of filled in some stuff, and then you signed it. Here's a good contractor <laughs> today. You call them at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. They may not be able to get there by 9 o'clock in the morning, but they reassure you that they're going to get in front of this problem and take care of it. Now, that's not saying you're going to like the answer that they're going to give you with right. the problem. But you need to respect the fact that they're not passing it down the road. That, Chuck, from the emails we get is the most frustrating issue that people have is once they've trusted somebody and they've decided to use them, the communication is gone once the job is gone. Done. Yeah, and I, I do think uh, customers are equally to blame. And mm-hmm. what's interesting, the good companies, and this, you and I look at this all the time, whether it's – I don't care who it is. You can pick any of them that we, that we refer they initiate and try to maintain that communication throughout the process. And that is just so important. And, and it's up to you to uh, reciprocate as a homeowner. If they say we're going to communicate with you via email and you agree to it, then you got to check your email and get back with them in a timely fashion. You can't ignore it and hope, right. hope any issues go away. That, and like I said, we're right back to where we used to be. The, the homeowner does not have the leverage that they ha- used to have. Chuck, I remember yeah. I remember an instance years ago where I had come on the show here, um, the old show, that was a, a home improvement show on WJR. And I get a call from a lady that heard you me on the show. You mean as an advertiser? Yes. And I get a lady that heard me on the show. And uh, this was before, before Glenn. Um, was she, it really? Yep. Yeah. She calls me out. Was our buddy? Yep. Our old buddy? Yep. Okay. Yep. She calls me out, and beautiful neighborhood. But I get there after my secretary called the day before and confirmed that I was going to be there. And I get there. And what time? And, and what time? And she's not there. Homer's <laughs> not there. And I remember because I was on such a tight schedule being so frustrated, so I had to put my happy face on. I give her a call, and, man, where are, you know, what's, what's going on? She gives me an excuse. Yeah, I had two choices right then. I could have said, "Well, really, I'm laughing really, now." Really, I, really, I had been. three. I could have said, "Ma'am, let's reschedule." Ma'am, I'm sorry, but I don't want to do any work for you. No. Or I could have waited there to get back. I chose the middle one because I want to give a benefit of the doubt, give someone a second chance. And that to that day, when I got that job, that was the largest residential job that I'd ever had up to that point. And a good one, or no? And a very good one. That's good very, to hear. Very I, good I love margins. that it had a happy ending because I'm waiting for <laughs> And, now, these were two people that made a lot of money. As a matter of fact, her husband was on WJR quite a bit talking to Paul and Frank. Okay. Two of the most wonderful people that I'd ever met. I mean, just treated me with re- – I was their contractor, but treated me with respect cool. every time. And it wound up just being a great relationship that further on down the road when they needed help, they wouldn't call anyone else. They'd just call my company, and we'd come out and take take. That's a good story. And if I wouldn't have given her the benefit of the doubt and, and gave her any attitude whatsoever, I never would have had any of that. 
So. <laughs> you're probably a bigger man <laughs> than me. <laughs> pack your patience, you know, especially yeah, in today. Right. We, we keep saying that for homeowners, you know, pack your patience. Nobody wants to make the phone call saying, I'm sorry, man, but our, our guy can't, he's sick today or Nobody wants to make that phone call. Are you stuck it, in traffic? Jeepers, yeah. With these roads. But it happens, and we have to have patience. Hey, we got Phil from St. Clair Shores on the line who wants to ask a question about um, the uh, roofbacks that we are talking about. We'll get to him when we get back from okay. break. So hang cool. on. Along with taking your questions at 800-859-0957. Yep. want to remind everybody also that uh, Foundation Solutions 360 is a company that doesn't have a one-size-fits-all solution when you've got water or cracks in the foundation system. They have multiple, multiple ways they can help you on your budget. And the way we found Solu- Foundation Solutions 360, because they told one of our listeners they didn't need their service. They are that honest. I love the ethical honesty of Foundation Solutions 360. With over 80 years of combined housing experience right here in the state of Michigan. That's why Michigan. I call you old man. Stop interrupting me. You're I'm as, sorry. You're as bad as my kids. You're, oh, I thought you were going to say your wife. My wife would never. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't bother. She's not listening to begin with. You're right. Can I finish? <laughs> That's why the Inside Outside guys need to be your one and only source for all of your housing needs. Let's go straight to the phone. 800-859-0957. Give us a call. We'll answer your questions just like we will for Phil. Good morning, Phil. You're on with the guys. Good morning, fellas. Great show, always. Um, Love your energy. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I listen to you guys every week. It's great. You guys are fantastic. Any, anyways, uh, I got I got a roof that was put on. It's been doing really well. It's about 20 years old. And um, I had some estimates <laughs> done for a new roof. I only have a 1,700-square-foot roof. And uh, the price of that almost... I almost had a heart attack, but anyways, <laughs> well, tell us I, what kind of prices were you getting, if you don't mind? Uh, thirteen thousand, fifteen thousand. I got one for about twelve thousand. It was, but that's the petroleum product, uh, and that's what it is for labor in that. So, yeah, I've been listening to the com- sound right. What's that? That yeah, sounds about I, right. Yeah, it does. We yeah. both shook our head. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do about it. That's what it nope. is. But I've been listening to the commercials. A company called Roofmax, R-O-O-F-M-A-X-X. So I, I did some research and um, come to find out that it, this is a spray-on foam and it saturates into the uh, shingles, and it is actually soybean oil mix. Yep. Uh, they don't give you all the chemical breakdowns and that, but it's all natural. So I started doing some more investigation. This stuff uh, is animal-free, human-free, uh, no problems. Any overspray, you rinse it off with water. And I signed up for it for my house. And like I said, 1,700 square feet, and the price come out to $1.65 a square foot. In comparison to about, uh, I think it was $7 a square foot. So I'm having it done. I missed a golden opportunity here with those two weeks we had of beautiful weather. So they're coming out May 1st. 
and uh, I'm going to give it a shot. The, the the savings is it's phenomenal. Well, I mean, you're getting a roof tune-up, is what you, a, a maintenance package yeah. is what you're doing to your roof, which is not a bad idea. It all comes down to budget, right? Did you uh, do you know if you yeah. talked to Victor's Home Solutions regarding that product? Uh, yes. Because okay. um, that's who we would I, call for it. Yeah, don't, uh, don't, let me see, don't take this in the wrong time. Well, you, you chose somebody else. You got estimates, you chose somebody yeah. else. If that's the case, we understand. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we understand. Now, we get it. There. That's your choice. Yeah, the RoofMax company, they're, they're the ones that are going to do this. Victor's is a subcontractor for RoofMax, and um, so what he does is buy the product and apply it. So yeah, no, I, he he's he, he is a um, franchise of rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. He go, and they go through all the training, the same training you're going to get on from, yeah. from the company doing yours. The same kind of training so, and certifications are necessary. So yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm would you really, do us a favor? Let us know yeah. afterwards how you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I will. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what we really want to know. Yeah, it seems interesting, so I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, Phil. We appreciate you you hanging hanging out for us. You guys have a wonderful day. Keep up the good work. Seriously. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Phil. God bless you, brother. Very much. All right. Let's uh, stick with the phones, 800-859-0957. Let's talk to Tom from Fenton. Good morning, Tom. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Um, I got a question about how often you should clean your air ducts in your house. And I'll start out by saying we have four dogs, and I'm embarrassed to admit uh, we haven't cleaned them in 14 years. Is that something that you should do periodically? With four dogs, I would probably <laughs> say every four to five years. How many do you have? Every you four have to two, five right? years. I have three dogs, but two. E- I got about a dog and a half. I got a shepherd and two little six-pound <laughs> dogs, so they don't equal. But I would say every four to five years for that. And, and when you have them out, please do yourself a service and take a look at the uh, duct armor. The, not the duct armor, the uh, right. Aeroseal product they yeah. have out there. Definitely take a look at what? The Aeroseal pro, product that MSD Air Duct uh, Clean offers. MSD Air Duct is who we refer for all our uh, listeners. And they okay. have a product called Aeroseal, which seals uh-huh. your duct work from the inside. Okay. And every person to a man that has done this says they immediately notice the comfort difference and on their bills. So just, just check, them, check them out. Yeah, and Steve their name Sprague. Again was, Amnesty. A M I S T E E. Amnesty. Okay. Now, here's what you're going to see they've got two, uh, I think three physical locations now throughout the state. But they travel virtually anywhere in They're the state. They're every week. Exactly. And they don't charge you more, you know, for extra drive time. We had sure. somebody com- complain, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm 50 miles away. They're going to charge me an extra. No, call them up. It's the same rate. Actually, they've kept duck cleaning ridiculously low. We've talked to Steve about this. It's like he goes, no, that's that's the price point. We stay there. There are a few companies okay. in Michigan that have done such a great job on marketing their brand as Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning has. I saw one of their trucks up about a half mile from my house yesterday. Tom, we appreciate your call, sir. You can find them at the InsideOutsideGuys.com as well, sir. Bye-bye.
Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Tom. Much. Boy, it's like he says something, you and I just get excited about it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> and who'd have thought duct cleaning, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, do you need EV charging expertise in installing any commercial public fleet or home? Nika at IBEW Local 58 is who you should consider for any EV charging, solar array, or standby generator. Once again, we're talking Nika and IBEW. 800-859-0957. Give us a call for any and all of your housing questions. Just like Richard from Dearborn. Good morning, Richard. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Uh, yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I put a new roof on about seven years ago, and I noticed last month we had a very heavy rain. And inside my walk-in closet, it looks like the rain came down my chimney, uh, and it went into my closet area, and I have water spots and stains. Now, should I be calling a chimney company or should I be calling a roofing company to have them come out and look at this? <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I, boy, chimneys are so abused in terms of both the carpenters, some masons, some roofing companies, aren't they? They are. You should not have a leak around the chimney. You shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. Seven years, uh, do you have... Is your warranty still in effect with regard to your roofing company, do you know? And, and do you know what it says or no? Yeah, uh, they went out of business. Oh, darn. Boy, that goes right to the heart of something you and I talked about yeah. three times in the last two shows, I think. You're right. You're right. So, the I might call Brickworks and ask them to look at it and do it right. Yeah. It shouldn't leak. If someone like Brickworks comes out and they fix your chimney... I'm pretty confident to say if the leak was in the chimney, it'll be fixed. You know, once they do the rebuild and they put a sealer over top of that, it'll be fixed. At that point, um, if the leak's still there, we would suggest you call someone like Advanced Infrared, which is I one of our exactly companies that can help find gotcha. exactly where that leak is coming from. Well, they can help pinpoint where that leak is coming from. It's probably more fair. Does that all make sense, Richard? Uh, yes. Uh, Advanced Infrared. Yeah, you can find both Brickworks and Advanced Infrared on our website. Uh, they're under um, home inspections. And what okay, they I'm... do is they come out and they saturate that area, and then they give you a report once it's done and where they believe it's coming from. I've got a number for Advanced if you want to call them first. Um, sure. It's 800 Got it. Uh, I'm a new listener to your show, and I really enjoy uh, learning a lot about my house. We appreciate Thanks. hearing that. Uh, don't hesitate to use email if you have any specific questions that we can get back to you on. You know. Yep. And please spread the word. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank you, for Richard. telling us uh, you. what you did. We appreciate that. So a minute ago, Tom from Fenton called. Yeah. And I'm sorry I got off on a tangent. I tend to do that every once in a while. Um, asking about air duct cleaning, how often it should be done. And let's, let's make sure we answer that question because he did mention he had four dogs. 
My goodness. So, <laughs> and that was kind of an instant. He hadn't had a, he'd been, been there 14 years and never had it done. So yeah. that kind of led us to a quick get it done answer, right? Yeah, I think if you ask Amnesty, they should, the average house should have it done every four or five years. Um, I mean, it's really easy to tell. Just open up one of your, your, uh, Vent covers and yeah. take a look and see what you have down there. They can send a scope in there for you. Right. Uh, again, Steve Sprague is the guy to talk to about the AeroSeal product that yes. you mentioned or yes. the uh, product that they can put in the ducts and the floor system too. Yep, yep. And we trust them implicitly. They're a good company run by good people. Now, another thing, another service that Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning performs is dryer vent cleaning oh, and yeah. repair and replace. And if you go to their uh, facility in Novi, they have a, a back room strictly for training for everything they do. But they do show you, and they'll show you, they'll come out and they'll replace your flexible plastic uh, dryer ductwork with a rigid steel uh ductwork going back there. We've also had this conversation with Steve where they see booster fans for yes. dryer ducts, and those are a no-no. Those should not exist and if at all possible, they'll actually reroute your dryer vent more safely and keep it shorter because there's a maximum allowable distance with those. You know, that is how I'll use your, um, you're saying the ugly, ugly stepchild ah. that they just don't consider enough when they engineer or they do the prints for a house because so many times we'll see a laundry room right in the center of the house. Laundry room should not be in the center of the house. It should be one on one of the exterior walls. You know what's funny about that? A buddy of mine showed me uh, his wife had forwarded him blueprints for a, her, their last house. Yep. And it's a it's arguably a tiny house. Not tiny, tiny, but tiny. And there literally is no place in that floor plan for utilities, for a water heater, for a furnace, and any of that stuff. I know. And, and that's what he said to me. He, he sent me the floor plan. He goes, Utilities? Question mark. <laughs> I said that you got to talk to your bride about that. That ain't my thing. <laughs> that is pretty important, though. <laughs> but it was hilarious because you're right. People don't consider builders. Some builders don't think about that. Now the good ones do. Yeah. Did but... you have a laundry shoot in any of your houses when you were growing up? Yep. Did you ever ever play any tricks on mom? You've met my mother. <laughs> you didn't play tricks with mom. You stayed out of mom's way. Are you serious? Did you ever play <laughs> so tricks? So you never on? said, Mom, and she looks up and you drop water down the laundry chute on Mom's head? You never do anything like that? You have to know the answer to that without asking. <laughs> You're still I wouldn't be mom. alive today. My mother, no, no, no. <laughs> I actually went down one of those. You kid. did that? Made it, made it okay. Yeah, I was small when I was really little. I know, I know. Uh, you know what, Chuck, there are many things I did between probably being born and in my late 20s that, yeah, I should have been gone a long time ago. A lot of stupid stuff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, if the thought had occurred to me, I would have dismissed it because <laughs> we... I were... had a problem with that, Chuck. I, you know, I didn't make very good decisions when I was young. <laughs> it's funny. I talked to my kids today, um, and we were afraid of Grandma. I goes, well, that helps. I was, too. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's all of five foot nothing and weighs five foot nothing. Pounds. She'd cry at the drop of a hat, but when you were a child, she made sure you understood where the boundaries were. <laughs> that, that is really, really good. Hey, we'll continue to take your phone calls. Phone lines are open eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Chuck, do you remember back in two thousand ten, back when the old Silverdome was still around but not being used by any? 
any teams, they still used to have the home show there. It was a tremendous home show. It was. Great home show. And that was the first time we met Tim Percasi in Pro Home Improvement. That was 2010. He's been yeah. a team partner ever since, making so many of our listeners happy over the years. I agree. For the, If you have a case of the house uglies, need new siding, new roof, we want you to consider Pro Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. I want to remind everyone out there that between noon and 1, the Inside Outside guys are going to be talking to Dale King with Foundation Systems of Michigan, talking about all the great services Foundation Systems of Michigan offer and how they're backed up by a national network called Groundworks. Yep. Great. So let's go to the phones, 800-859-0957. Give us a call. Phone lines are open. We'll talk to Richard from Bloomfield. Good morning, Richard. You're on with the guys. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking the calls. Um, I've got a sump pump issue. It's uh, in the basement. Uh, it's a finished basement. The crock down there, it stays fully empty. Uh, there's about a four or five inch OD ceramic um, pipe that comes in from the side to feed it. Now, I know it works because I've taken a garden, garden or the hose from the laundry tub over there, filled it up, and the float goes down uh, or comes up and triggers everything to work. But uh, no water, even the, the heaviest rains, this has been going on now for a year or two, there's no water coming up from any of the drains in the basement. Uh, there's no wet carpeting. I'm just uh, wondering that pipe that comes in from the side, it's ceramic, but if you snake it out, it might just crack it. So I'm just wondering if you come into any of these type of issues before. Couple questions, Richard. Um, how long have you lived in the home? Uh, Eighteen years. It's a condo. Uh-huh. Okay. Before two and a half years ago, did you hear it running often? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You're seeing no evidence went, of water in, a, in the basement. No. Correct? No evidence of anything. It would feed outside. Uh, onto the to the lawn, uh, and uh, it was clear clear water. My first response was good for you when I first heard you describing this because there are some pumps out there that never run because they don't have the water, but they're still cold to be put in. Exactly. So um, Chuck just said it: no, no, no water in your basement. That's all that matters. No. If you're not getting any water in your basement, and even though you're not getting a sump pump, I wouldn't worry about it. Would you, Chuck? I wouldn't either at all. I, I would get on my knees, look up, and say, thank you, Lord. Yep. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've done. But I just, uh, all of a sudden, I might get this horror story. The, the floor starts cracking. And uh, does it, the foundation, when they built it, uh, the drainage, there, is there like a perforated pipe that goes around the foundation? It's not the, perforated. The, the, this feeds into this? It's Except not. Except on not, the, well. It's corrugated, but not perforated. Yeah. And then the age the of the house. Corrugated. That's what I mean. It, here's okay. the thing. What they should have installed in a stone bed is sleeved, corrugated pipe that only has perforations on the bottom. So only settled, clean water can rise into the pipe, then drain to that crock you talked about and be pumped out. If it's done huh. properly, it's, it's, it's installed level at the same height as the bottom of your footing all the way around the house with the pipe that we describe. And that uh, way, any water that gets down there is yeah. going to show up in the pipe because water's lazy. If if you had water, you'd be seeing it in the hairline cracks of your basement floor. Absolutely. At the very least. How's the humidity in the house? 
Uh, it's about 42 to 45% it, uh, it goes. It doesn't sound like, it sounds to me like you just don't get a lot of water or moisture down in that area, and I would just be very thankful for that. I wonder why it stopped working, you know? I just well, it didn't stop working. No, that, uh, as far as water coming in through that side pipe to feed the crop. Groundwater can fluctuate uh, seasonally, uh, of course. We talk about that all the time. But it can, over fluct- it can also fluctuate over time. If a construction project, we always talk about the 696 corridor yeah. through what right. communities does that run Oak through? Park, Southfield. That actually Road. lowered the water table for a quarter mile on each side of the freeway. Houses that historically had had basement water didn't have it anymore. And it's, it's because the water table changed. And that can happen without construction. Water exactly. tables can just change. Right. So um, yeah. I understand the yeah. concern. I understand huh. thinking about it. But, hey, yeah. I mean... You don't have any issues. Let's the not con- for any. You know, the, the condo next to me, they're all built pretty much the same in 1975. It's on the same level, and he gets water into the crop. That's why I thought maybe something's plugged. I mean, if you are that concerned, you can have a plumber like Waterwork or Shelby Plumbing Mechanical come in there and run a scope through that tile. That would not damage the tile, and it would show you yeah. visually. But I wouldn't okay. worry about it if you don't have water. Richard, okay. years ago, okay. I lived in a house. My neighbor's sump pump and my sump pump were probably 60 feet apart from each other. His ran constantly. Mine never ran. Yeah, that's not wow. unusual. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank okay. you, Richard. Thanks we appreciate your call. I appreciate it. Stay in touch. We'll talk to Art from Auburn Hills when we get back, along with taking your phone calls at 800-859-0957. Chuck, you just mentioned Shelby Mechanical. Exactly. We just mentioned a great plumbing company. If, if you're on the east side uh, and you have an issue like this, anything to do with water in or around the home, Shelby Mechanical is a resource for you. Welcome back, everybody. I want to remind you that from 12 to 1, we are going to be with Dale King from Foundation Systems of Michigan. So we invite you to grab another cup of coffee and stay tuned. But right now, we're still taking calls, right? 800-859-0957. Let's talk to Art from Auburn Hills. Good morning, Art. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Calling to get some information concerning the... uh, Activation of pressure relief valve on a hot water tank. Um, I know I've had uh, the, the hot water tank is about 17 months old. It's all we built a home. I've had two valves replaced, uh, one expansion tank. Uh, the um, control valve has been replaced, and I'm still getting multiple uh, activations of the relief valve. So you said you've had an expansion tank replaced. You have a water well? No, I'm on city water. Um, I had the pressure checked, and the uh, maximum was that uh, peaked out at 95 to 100 psi, stabilized um, 85 to 90, and. Uh, I've had, like I said, numerous uh, activations of the pressure relief valve. Sometimes it just drips. Other times it's almost a steady stream of water coming down. And also on three occasions I've had a pink substance come out, and I've been collecting it in a tray, and it looked almost like, uh, like a sealant or something. Let me ask you this. Have you had the plumber, the installing plumber, come back out since it's a brand-new install? 
Yes. Matter of fact, they're the ones that came out and replaced the two valves and the expansion tank and the control valve. I can't believe the expansion no, tank's I... already been replaced. Have you had your water tested? Have you had Beauchamp or someone that you trust come out and test the water to see if there are any contaminants in there that might be affecting this? No, I haven't done that. However, uh, on the um, humidifiers attached to the furnace, uh, it appears to be a lot of lime deposits. Lime scale. That's true. common. Yeah. yeah. I would but start I out didn't with think that. I'd have it. Sorry, Art. Okay. Yeah, no, Art, the expansion tank pressure control pressure relief valve issues, are those caused from excessive heat in the water heater or from excessive pressure? What, what's causing that? Or a combination of pressure and contaminants? <laughs> Could oh, no. be a combination. Uh, the the uh, control valve, you have that, you have uh, low heat, normal heat, and then you go A, B, C, and then the you know, extra hot. I have it set at slightly below A, which probably gives me around 120. Yeah, so that degrees. should not be a heat issue, and, and the, pro- the plumber certainly should have addressed that. Uh, the fact that you've added a pressure tank and had a control valve issue on that to a water supply system, a municipal water supply system, I would guess it's a pressure issue, even though so, you know water's not compressible. So if you put extra pressure behind it, something's got to give. So I would have the water nope. tested. Go ahead. Yeah, I've had, uh, I called the city of Auburn Hills, and they said they have it cranked up to a certain point because of the, uh, hills and valleys that they have to get the water pushed through, and uh, they've never had anybody call in and talk to them about the um, first relief valves off, uh, failing off of a uh, hot water tank. Now, uh, I've also had conversation. Yeah, I've had conversation with uh, the manufacturer of the hot water tank, and they said the inf- inflow pressure should not exceed 70 PSI. Yep, and you said you're getting readings over 100, right? Well, it's peaked out between 95 and 100, but it's stabilized pretty much 85 to 90. Uh, yeah. Now, it would be advisable to put in a uh, pressure re- uh, reduction valve into the tank, hot water tank? Abs- yeah, I mean, obviously... Upline, your pressure is being increased by that pressure tank, I have to believe. So I would think an adjustment on yeah. that to reduce the upline pressure would likely solve your problem. But I'd still get the water tested. If you've got lime scale and you mentioned some stuff dripping out of the pressure relief valve, I mean, you can get a free test, for heaven's sakes, from, from a company like Beauchamp. So why not, you know? That's the only thing, <laughs> only thing out there. That we can think of. Yeah, they're not going to sell you anything you don't need. I, right. I, I, I feel real confident of that. So I would start with a good water test to find out what I've got in there, and then I would lower the pressure. Uh, do you have any issues at point of use in the house, you know, in the shower, in the yeah. sink? None at all. Matter of fact, I it's, uh, it's, it's just basically a standard pressure coming out of the shower heads or the uh, – faucets and anywhere else uh the only problem i'm having is with the uh pressure relief valve off of the hot water heater itself yeah if it's not heat 
if it's not excess heat, I'd reduce the upline pressure. And because you're using a pressure tank with a municipal system that's supposed to apply supply pressure, adequate pressure anyway, I would reduce it there. And I would make sure that my point of use isn't, you know, negatively affected. So I can still take a good shower, can still fill the kitchen sink, you know, can still do laundry. Okay. But I would I'd yeah. be cranking uh, that back. Yeah, okay. So uh, I was looking at that. I, what I would rather prefer if I have to do that would be uh, instead of right at the uh, inflow line coming into the house, maybe put it just before the uh, hot water tank for the re- uh, reduction valve. You could, but why not put it at the pressure tank? Because that's creating the extra pressure. Literally regulate what's yeah, coming it- out of that tank. Yeah, what it is, it's um, the expansion tank above the uh, hot water heater itself. Oh, I'm no. sorry. When you say expansion yeah, it's, tank. It's not okay. A, it's, yeah, Never it's mind. That's tank, okay. Not. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So, so your only two, water two, pressure in the house is yeah. created by the municipality you're buying water from. You're not boosting. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. And like that, it's, it's stabilized between 85 to 90. And they said that's normal for where we live. Gotcha. So, yes, I would put a regulator, regulator before the water heater that's you can do. to reduce it. Oh. You can't. If the city won't turn it down for you. No, that's your only choice, really. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah, can't. Yeah, I said that because, we're, yeah, we're setting down more of a valley and not up on top of the hill. So, uh, they sure, have that to makes a difference. Those, uh, by people, so yeah. okay. Gravity, gravity's going to work. Try that, and please let us know what results you get. Okay, I, I shall do that. Thank you very much, and appreciate your show. Thanks, Art. We appreciate you. Thanks, Art. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Bill from Port Sanilac. Good morning, Bill. You're on with the guys. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Good, sir. How can we help you? I'm looking to paint my uh, vinyl signing, of course, on the outside of the house. It's about okay. 25 to 30 years old. It's just faded a bit, and you know, I've looked up a couple things, but is it a specific paint that you need for vinyl siding so it well, sticks to it? And a lot, of the, a lot of the paints will have something that just says vinyl-friendly. So if you see vinyl-friendly, that, that'll tell you. And like anything else, but I think vinyl more more anything else, the, the preparation is so, so important that you clean it. And even if you can scuff it up a little bit, that'll only help. Yes. Oh, okay. Is this yeah, something you plan on doing yourself? Yes. Well, here's our here's our um, our advice we give to most people who are out of town. Go to your local Sherwin Williams, Benjamin Moore, one of those kind of stores, a specialty paint store, and ask them what they use. They're going to give you the best stuff out there. Okay. Yeah, I know where one's at. So good. Okay. Hey, right, can sir. I ask another question about the like the water from the previous guy caller? Sure thing. I'm on well water. Is there any way to increase the water pressure? You know, I've got, uh, of course, the, the holding tank or the um, pressure tank, but is there any way to increase pressure coming from a well water? Just with, the, just with the bladder tank that you're talking about now, if that fails, how old is that roughly? Oh, it's not old. It's only like 10 years old or, or five years old for that matter. So it shouldn't but that, there's no way to. I know that's got to be, that's a set, temp, set um, air pressure on that. Is there any way well, to, like, a pump that increases pressure? 
what we used to do, you won't find a pump that increases pressure. Now, you, again, the pump will dictate how much volume and flow you're getting based on the available source down in the hole. Uh-huh. When, when we had bad wells, one of our uh, solutions was to put two or three tanks in series, which was cheaper than drilling a well at the time, you know, new well, when we knew we had a 50-year-old well, you know, that mm-hmm. had a partially plugged point or something like that. But uh, if you don't have a failing pump and you got a good uh, pressure tank, then really the only reason or the only way to increase flow and pressure is to s- step that up by having another tank in series with the first one. And, and Bill, hopefully, hopefully that helps because we, we have one more call we, that man's been waiting we need to get to. So any other questions, please send us an email at theinsideoutsideguys.com. And let's go to John from Oxford. Good morning, John. You're on with the guys. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How can we help you? Well, uh, I live on top of a crawl space, and in that crawl space, I had it encapsulated about 20 years ago, and I just recently tested it for radon, and the radon level is around 5, which is above what the EPA recommends uh, when you should respond to it. And I've called radon mitigation guys, and they're telling me because the encapsulation sits on top of dirt, and not like a subfloor with gravel underneath it. They really can't draw the radon out. So my question is, would an ERV do what I needed to do to get the radon out of the house? It would, but let us ask first, are you conditioning the air in the crawl space or no? When you say conditioning, am I feeding air from the furnace down there? Correct. Yes, Yes, I am. Okay. So if you're doing that, then then you're potentially bringing that radon into your home. Now, if you've got a reading of five, the threshold is four picocuries per liter. Uh, so that may or may not be an issue. Are you taking readings up in the habitable space where you live? Yeah, yeah, and okay. it uh, varies from uh, five to five and a half down to three. It's funny. Well, you said you said your crawl space was encapsulated twenty years ago. Was it professionally done twenty years ago? And have you been able to get down there and take a look and make sure everything's still sealed tight down there? Yeah, and all my mechanics are down, are down there, and it's you know it's real nice. And yes, it was done professionally. Yes. Okay. Because we've known companies that didn't seal around block piers, for instance. Right. You know, <laughs> so you were getting radon infiltrating the space through uh, uh, virtually a hole that wasn't plugged, if you will. But, yes, an ERV could work for you. Remember, you've got to have uh, an energy recovery ventilator is what we're talking about here. And what it will do, it will exhaust stale air while bringing in an equal amount or volume of clean, fresh air. Uh, So, yes, and it will recover the heat energy from that air before it exhausts it and transfer it to the incoming fresh air. So that's... That's what an ERV is supposed to do, and you could use one of those in the crawl. Efficiently? We'll do it. Well, I mean, they're they're going to run on electricity, and the more they run, obviously, the more they cost you to run. Still, You still want to see that um, space conditioned? I personally believe well, yeah, it's conditioning because, the space. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, since I started conditioning it, there's no more moisture down there. Uh, you know, all the vents are plugged up, and the floor is warm. Uh, so conditioning that space is... Up till now, uh, looked like a good idea. I I don't know if that's having anything to do with the radon coming in. I never tested it until recently, 
But I was hoping that this ERV, if I were to put one in, would dilute the radon enough to where uh, it would be an, a safe environment to live in. Yeah, and remember that four picocuries per liter is a somewhat arbitrary threshold that was issued by the government decades ago. But having said that, an ERV will certainly dilute uh, what you're getting because it'll exhaust air directly from the crawl space where the radon is coming from. Hopefully that helps, John. If you have any more questions, please, and anybody out there listening, send us an email for any and all of your housing questions to theinsideoutsideguys.com. Click on Ask a Question. Everyone stick around. We have another hour of the Inside Outside Guys today featuring our good friends at Foundation Systems of Michigan.